0: hi guys um welcome to today's episode and um today i'll be talking about taylor swift (laughs) i was trying to say her name like that one tiktok sound that has like the name of each album in like chronological order um but i don't think i did that well um but i i think the reason i wanted to talk about this is because i am someone who um listens to taylor swift i've I think I've, I think I started listening to her, like, maybe, like, during quarantine, so I want to say, like, I think after Folklore came out, that's when I started listening to her, Um, and, you know, it was very, it was very nice, because, like, obviously, and, like, the media portrays, like, a way that she looks, and so I thought, oh, like, all she does is write exes, and write songs about her exes, blah, 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 like, all that crap. But then I actually went to go listen to her music and then I realized like how wrong and how mean the media is about portraying her music like that when you actually go to listen to her discography. Um so yes, I I'm not shy about the fact that I do like Tara Swift. Um I like I like her music, but um I actually really I don't like her as a person. Like as a person. I do not like Taylor Swift. I I don't hate her, but I don't like her. It's it's more indifference, per se, and, like, I'll go into the reasons on why um, I don't like her and, and, like, why I'm criticizing her. But I think it's so interesting because um, Taylor Swift has... I think, like, today she's probably, like, the best example of a cult of personality and just how, um, like, people build parasocial relationships, which is something I've talked about before, like, build parasocial relationships with her, um, and how they see her almost as, like, their friend when she actually is not, and, like, that doesn't even begin to address, like, some of the things she's done, um, and, like, some of the impacts that they've had to people who listen to her, like me, like, PLC Swifties, um, And, like, also LGBT Swifties. And even, I'm, and, like, and I don't even like calling myself a Swiftie. Because I think even that is, like, and the terminology of that is, has, is deeper than people think it is. So, um, yeah. So, let's get into this episode. Okay, um, so, like I said, I am... A Taylor Swift and um, connoisseur I, I have listened to every single one of her albums um, I've listened to some for couple collaborations and all in all like I generally enjoy her music I think she is a very versatile artist I think her the way that she has shifted genres is honestly something that should be marveled at like like, with the example of Red, I think Red is a very perfect example of how to shift from the country of pop perspective, because I think it's the perfect middle ground between um, Speak Now and 1989. Um, Speaking of 1989, 1989 Taylor's version is coming out, um, and 1989 is actually in my top three Taylor albums, so I'm really happy. I really, I don't know if this is a hot take, per se... But, like, I don't really, like, I'm not, um, like, I'm not, people, like, get so excited about, like, the Taylor's version things, and me personally, I'm not like that. Like, yes, I I love the fact that, like, she's getting her name back, she's getting her money back, um, from Big Machine Records, like, I love that. But, like, when Speak Now, Speak Now was the last one that came out, like, people were having, like, listening parties to it, and, like, I'm not, like... Like and my thing is I don't I don't know like like yes I'm happy that like she's re releasing it but like I don't know me personally I'm not it's not like and like some people like they, and like what speaking now got released like July seventh like there were people I knew who like set like timers and everything like okay 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 like staying up till midnight to listen so i I've never done that i i tangent I've never understood that staying up to midnight to listen to an album like first off, the album is still gonna be there when you wake up secondly it's it's midnight like it's late you're gonna be tired, so like you might not process the album at the um like at the same mental capacity that you would like maybe you listen to this song and you're like, oh my gosh this is horrible you wake up and you actually listen to it and you're like, this is great or vice versa like Like, just go to sleep, the album will be there. Um, But like I said, um, like, I'm not, like, with the Taylor's versions, I'm not, like, overly excited for it. Like, I'm proud of um, of her for, like, getting her name back and everything. But, like, and I listen to the Taylor's versions. Like, once once the Taylor's versions are out, I take um, the old songs out and I switch them out and I do that um, with every album. But, also, I don't know if this, if this is kind of a hot take, but some, 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 some of the, um, (laughs) some of the originals are better than Taylor's versions. And I, I cannot lie. I absolutely cannot lie. Um, like, obviously, I think a very popular one is better than Revenge. That, the original is better. Than the Taylor's version. Even though now I do listen to the Taylor's version, because once Taylor's version comes out, I stop listening to the original. And so, like I, I just remember better than revenge being better. Um, Enchanted original was better. Um, what there's a starlight. Starlight was better um, on Red original, and girl at home. Girl at home is probably the most I can think that got changed because girl at home on Red went from. Almost being a little, like, country twang to being, like, electro-pop. Like, more in 1989 feel on Red TV. And I really... Girl... Like, a lot of people don't like girl at home and, like, stay, stay, stay. But I love... I think they are so cute. Like, I... Like, yeah, like I was actually very shocked to my core when I learned that people didn't, like, stay, stay, stay. That... Like, do you not enjoy happiness? Do you not enjoy fun and excitement? Um... But um yeah, I I really love Taylor Swift. Um my top three albums, I think I'm so sure I've done i like one of my earliest episodes was about Evermore. Um, because that is I think out of like the whole fork um, folklore versus Evermore debate, it's the better out of the two, hands down. And it is a um top three Taylor Swift album. I think my my top threes are in no in no order because like I don't have an order because I wouldn't be able to rank them. Evermore is definitely up, um up there in the top three. Um, nineteen eighty nine that is a good album. And now I'm debating. I'm debating between um Speak Now and Red, but I think I'm gonna go with Red. So yeah, uh, my top three are Red, nineteen eighty nine, um, and Evermore. So I don't know. Maybe I'll do an episode on like ranking like actually ranking the albums like all 10 of them and like talking about like what I like about them what I don't but I think the reason like I just been talking about this is just like to let you know that I I love Taylor Swift I I think a lot of her songs um are very good I think that she has cemented herself in pop culture for eternity and I think that as a businesswoman, she is um very smart, and so <laughs> I think it was um like this part was to preface and this. Cause I know, I know, I know that a lot of Swifties like don't like criticism about like Taylor Swift. Like I, I remember I once had a conversation with somebody and I told them I was like, oh, you know, I listen to Swift, um. I um I listen to Taylor Swift. I like her music, but you know, I just don't like I don't like her as a person, you know? Like I like I don't like her. Um and they're like and I um they called me um misogynistic for not liking someone. I d I didn't say I do not I d I don't I didn't say I hated her. I just don't love her either. Like I was just very indifferent. Which is funny too, because I'm pretty sure there's a Taylor Swift, like I forgot that you existed. She literally says, "Like her m, she says is in love, is in hate, it's just indifference." And I think that Taylor Swift lyric is how I feel about her. Like, I don't hate her because I, I'm I'm not gonna expand that much energy to hate her. But I'm not gonna, I don't have any energy to love her either. But like, I'll I'll take her art because her songs are good. But like her as a person, like she is not for me. And honestly, I'm not I don't criticize her for no like um reason. Like if I'm going to say, oh, I don't like this and what she does and this what she does. Like I'm gonna back it up with reasons. And like I would say I used to be I myself used to be like a hard, hard course with these. Like I literally thought that um Taylor Swift was going to save all of us. It was and like I thought she was gonna save all of us and like I often overlooked the things that she did so I feel like my experience of like you know being so deep and a fan of hers and that like realizing that you can still appreciate what this person does but you can also criticize them is and was just instrumental of about like how I felt about her okay hey, um so like I said, I was very uh you know an in depth sift- and swifty. I was very, you know, I I stand her very hard, um, and I thought she could do no wrong. And then you know, like obviously she did things here and there, and like I would always say like, oh you guys are just criticizing her too. I'm hard blah 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 blah. Um and then the Maddie Healy situation happened. Um very recent I, cause. Um, I think she broke, like, that was very sad. Her and, oh my gosh, don't, uh, like, as, as the number one, call it what you want, stand in the nation, in the universe, it was, that was very hard. That that was very hard news for me. Um, but I think her and Joe, they broke up, allegedly, allegedly broke up around, um, April. So I want to say about from, like, April to, like, June. That was, like, the Maddie Healy situation. Um, and listen, I, I'm someone who has never listened to the 1975. Like, I know one 1975 song, and actually that's a lie. I know too. I know that Without You song with the girl who outsung Maddie Healy on her last 10 seconds, Loser. And then I know another one, and the only reason I know that song, um, Love If We Made It, was because Rina Sawayama covered it. I didn't even know it was at the 1985 song until I did, like, some research on it. Until, like, I searched it on Spotify one day and the 19, it's the 1975... I've been calling them the 1985, I just realized that. They should be called that. Like, I think that rolls more easy over the song than 1975. Anyway. So, um, I knew basically nothing about Matt Healy. Like nothing about this man and so you know tara swift starts dating him and obviously if you're somebody who has as big of a presence as tara swift people are going to do research into the people that you date which i mean should be that should be another topic like like the obsession with relationships nowadays but like if you're tara swift people are going to do research into who you're dating so people did research into matt healy and they found Things about this man. And I. if you are not aware of Maddie Healy, if you, like myself, had never heard of this man, like, count, count your blessings, actually. Like, you you are, like, 100 times happier than I will ever be. Because the things they found about this man is absolutely depraved I yeah I think that's the best word for it like I like racism bigotry homophobia misogyny like like I genuinely don't think I could even get into any details now like I don't think I could say any details about like the things that he has said um anti-semitism I, I don't think I can get into, like, the things he has said, the things he has done, because I genuinely think that I would be getting an email from Spotify to take my podcast down. Like, I don't think I can literally say that out loud. Um, and so, you know, um, as a Swiftie, and more importantly, as a POC Swiftie, because that, because that is very... That's a very important difference. There is a difference between white people who listen to Taylor Swift and, you know, minorities who listen to Taylor Swift. I think the reason why I really like Taylor Swift's music is because, yes, she's a white woman, but, like, there are some songs that really do speak um, to the minority experience, the immigrant experience. Like, things like My Tears Ricochet and This Is Me Trying and, like, songs basically basically the entire um the entirety of um folklore um is very, you know, it really speaks to the um like minority experience and like um how this like 33 year old um white woman speaks to my my immigrant family lifestyle, I don't know. Um but yes, Maddie Healy is um I'm just, he's a weirdo. Like act, like 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 search up the word weirdo in the dictionary and like his face is there. Like there's not even words. It's just there. Like that that man is weird. Like he's weird. Like, oh my gosh. And like my thing is we were never we were never told um if they were officially getting and if they officially got together everything was alleged it was taylor swift and maddie healy were allegedly a couple and my thing is and i think that's what i um, a lot of people they use to like talk a lot of like hardcore swifties used to def- um used to defend the maddie healy situation is they say oh you know like she you know she and um, she never said they were together so i don't know why you're getting mad like she she never said they were together. Um, so why are you getting so upset about it? But my thing is um she didn't deny it either. And I um and, and like obviously um obviously like you don't have to like as a person if somebody is like Lying about you or spraying, like, alleged things about saying, like, you guys are together, you don't have to talk about. It. But my thing is, Taylor Swift, as a global superstar who has lots of minorities in your fan base, like, by not declining, like, coming up and declining, like, hey, me and him are not in an alleged relationship that is bad. You, as a, glo- as a global superstar, you not coming up and saying, I do not align myself with racist ideals is harmful. And um, I think this actually ties into why I named this episode why it, and why I named it because um if editing Precious has the same idea of what the title of this episode is, then I'm pretty sure the title is I like Taylor Swift, but I don't like Taylor Swift, and I was very conflicted on whether or not I wanted to name the episode that because I knew some people simply based on that title would not listen to this episode that they would be in denial and that in itself is a problem why I am a person who is talking about my ideas on this person and just because they do not exactly align with your ideas does not make them valid does not make them worthy of being listened to like as a white person if you feel personally attacked by simply Reading the title, imagine how the PLC Swifties, who actually support her, who pay for her concerts and her merchandise, how the ones who are actually affected by the Maddie Healy situation. Like, yes, you may always be rooting for the anti hero, but is it to the point that she'll defend her even? When she comfortably aligns herself with racist sentiments. Because I... I don't know about y'all. I... I do not know about y'all. um, But if the media was saying that I was dating a racist man... I... I... I would be on TMZ tonight. I... I would be contacting every news outlet I know. Declining it. And then... I, if he continued, I would sue him for libel and slander. Maybe even throw defamation in there. Like, cause like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think that was like the first real, like not the, there were many before that, but I think that was the main the main thing that made me, that turned me off until this, Swift. Because I don't understand how you can comfortably align yourself with racist sentiments, even intentionally or unintentionally. Like, okay, you guys might have not been together, okay? Then it wouldn't have been hard to, to define that. To come to me and say that. Because, like, like if, if you are allegedly dating a racist person, like does that not make you racist? Like I'm like that's a, that's a genuine question. If if your partner is racist. Like publicly racist. If your alleged partner is very publicly racist and you you don't decline being in a relationship with them are you not racist like and like that's the thing like racism is so funny because I feel like a lot of people like they'll be like 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 microaggressions and like subtle racism um like and that's so like subtle racism is so funny to me because like racism is racism like point blank period whether um you're calling someone a slur or you make, like, an offhanded comment about, like, the way they look. um, Like, that's racism. There's no such thing. Racism does not come in, like... There's no good racism. There's no bad racism. Racism is racism. So... Are you... Why would you not... Maddie Healy arguably has very, very... Not only bad racism, but very big racism, too. So why would you not decline the press coverage about y'all being together like I'm just saying that really caused me to um side eye her a little and then you know what's so funny like that that caused me to side eye her but the ice spice and karma collaboration really caused me to like kind of glare a little because um if I'm being so for real like as someone who listened to midnights I think midnights is in my top five like, that's a good album. And as someone who, um, you know, listen to Midnight's and everything, Karma is arguably one of the weaker songs on there. Like, I I can't lie. I mean, when you're on an album with, um, like, what, Question? What? It's Question? It's You're on Your... I think it's You're on Your Own, Kid, and then it's Midnight Rain, and then Question. I think, like, those three songs... Like, are one after the other. And you have a labyrinth on there. Like, you have Bejeweled. I think, I think, what makes, car- and what I don't like about karma is, like, bej- Bejeweled and karma both tried to do that whole, like, quirky, like, self-confidence thing. But Bejeweled is actually works because it's actually good. But, um, yeah. Um, Brit. Because Taylor Swift has a problem about making people, about making women, not people, making women come on her songs. I genuinely think it's so funny because I think the the only women who have had full verses on her songs have been, um, have been white women. Um, I think, and there's only two examples of that. There's nothing new, um with Phoebe Bridgers um and then there is Snow on the Beach featuring more Lana Del Rey and I I think that's crazy to me like Snow on the Beach is especially crazy to me because when she announced the more and Lana Del Rey um feature on like one of the newer like collections like I don't know about you but like um I think the wording was like we listened to your complaints, and we went back to the studio and I feel like i don't, I don't that kind of feels a little snarky to me i don't, maybe, maybe that's just me maybe uh maybe that's just me, but I think like people like i I remember when red Taylor's version came out, and people were and were like and were like, "Oh, you know she's finally listening because like people have been complaining about how she doesn't let women have full verses on her songs." Um, For years while like the men practically get like half the songs whenever they're on it. And so like people were like, wow, she's really improving. And then Lana Del Rey was basically backing vocals number two on Snow on the Beach. Like, I don't know about that. So from going to not really ever having women um, like have verses on your songs... But to get Ice Spice, um, a a black woman rapper, to be on arguably, arguably, was one of the worst songs on the albums, right as the whole Maddie Healy situation is going on, and the media is alleging that you are racist, guys uh it it smells like cover-up to me I don't I don't know if it smells like cover-up to you but it smelled like cover-up to me it smelled to cover up like to me when I heard about it because like okay like Phoebe Bridgers and Taylor Swift that makes sense that makes sense that makes sense Taylor Swift and Lana Del Rey that makes sense and I'm not saying that Taylor Swift, like, can't collaborate with people, like, outside her general genre. Like, I think, um, Endgame is a good, um, Endgame of Reputation is a good example. Like, Taylor, I think it's her, Ed Sheeran, and Future. But, um, first, it's only men on there, and the men have the full verses. And also, like, it was 2016, like i think that song was released in 2016 and like 2016 was like very 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 like rap heavy i don't like d- does that make sense like the way that the general like music industry was back then like drake drake was going um was going up um drake was really going up like people like odd future had just kind of like, um, started to fade a little, so people, like, Frank Ocean, like, Tire the Creator were actually starting to, like, get out there and everything, like, rap was really, you know, starting to, it was, it was, um, it was the main genre, so, like, Taylor Swift, like, who is, who was one of the biggest people, um, on the planet collaborating with a rapper who is a part of one of the biggest genres in the country at the time, like, made sense, that makes sense, but um, in the year of twenty twenty three, um, <laughs> where uh, um, where rap is like rap is still big, but it's not it's not as big as it was like in twenty sixteen, and she hasn't collaborated with any other rappers except Future, and that was seven years ago, so to use a light skin, because because we can never we can never be too careful. Oh, my gosh. The world would literally implode if we ever, you know, used any black woman darker than a paper bag in media. As we use a light skinned black female rapper on a not good song to divert attention from the fact that the media is alleging that we are racist. it it smells like cover up it you can't, you can't tell me it doesn't it it really does um and i think i saw this one article that really um said it was like t- um taylor swift is in hot water and um, for alleged rumors about day Mad- maddie healy and she is using ice spice as her um scape- um scapegoat that's, that's 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 exactly how i feel I I don't know. Um, I think that article might pro- it might probably still be up. I I I'll have to try it, look for it. But that that was absolutely brilliant. The way that the title of that described all my feelings on the thing. Oh so, um, also the one thing I really feel about Taylor Swift is I really feel like she's a performative white activist, and I find this happens a lot. Like a lot of white women like a lot of white women do not know like they know what white feminism is like and like not being inclusive and intersectionality like they they know what it is and they're like oh I'm not like that but then they are exactly like that like and I think that's what Taylor Swift is because like I think a great example is um Miss Americana and, I am, I am like, the Miss Americana film. And, oh, my, oh, so many Swifties. Like, when you try to, like, um like, labor and, like, lobby, um, complaints about her, like, they'll be like, oh, you just have to watch Miss Americana. I have. I sat down and I watched that entire film, like, two years ago. Like, and I'm pretty sure I rewatched it, like, twice. I have watched that film. Um. And I remember in the film, she talks about how, um, you know, people like thought, people thought that she was Republican for so long because like, especially when she disappeared like after Reputation, like, wait, no, no, it wasn't, she, she disappeared before Reputation. What am I thinking? Like when she disappeared before Reputation, like people genuinely thought that she was you know, like heavy republican I remember in the in the documentary there was even like uh like a screen where like there's a news article and it says how Tara Swift is the country conservative um princess um and like miss americano <sighs> miss miss that whole film in general is just also very like. Like obviously yes, um, it does give you more insight into Tara Swift as a person and like what she goes through. But some parts of it are very also white and feminism as well. But like, um, when that came out, when when like things about like you being heavy heavy Republican um comes out, and it's like, Miss America, you say you're not like you say you've been democratic your whole life, and and like being Republican is like. Okay, if you're Republican, then you're Republican. But if you're just constantly seeing these news articles, these news articles, that are calling you like a lifelong Democrat, like Republican, and like, like are congratulating you for being racist and homophobic and everything. Why would you, first off, not? Because these articles have been following you your whole career. So from like Taylor Swift debut to like, nineteen eighty nine before you disappeared. So that's like that's like five six years of these articles. Why would you not come out and say, "Oh, I'm not like that." Oh, I'm I'm democratic, and I know she said that she was scared that she would lose like a lot of her fan base. And she said that, okay, then then lose them. Like, I know you're scared, like you're scared to lose your fan. But do you want? Do you want people? who who don't like I, like that's that's kind of where you're confusing me like do you want people who don't think like some of your friends and um, like um some of your friends and some of the people you collaborate with don't deserve rights like you want those type of people in your fan base like in six years you didn't come out once and say I'm not Republican, I am Democrat, um, I do not stand racism, homophobia, bigotry, blah, blah, blah. And yes, you'll lose that conservative side, but also, would you want them to be a part of your... You, you the Democrat, would you want that to be a part of your fan base anyway? Just, 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 just food for thought, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying... And then you know, like Miss Americana, you know she comes out, and you know, like Lover, Lover, the Lover era is so interesting. It's a, sh- it's a shame that I got cut because of coronavirus. But um, like the Lover era, like especially like that, I, that is peak white feminism. That like, like you know, like um. I'm trying to think of that song. I never listen to it because I hate it. I I can't remember what it is. Um, I oh my god! You need to calm down. That song. See, I I can't remember it. I can't remember what it's called because I don't listen to it. But yeah, like um, when she did um collaboration with Glad and everything, and you know like. I just think it's so funny because, like, in, like, the lover era, like, she's just talking so much about, like, oh, I'm all about activism, you know, I'm all about equal rights and everything, and then, like, after Miss Americana, it was basically, like, nothing else. Like, it was, it was crickets. Like, during Pride Month, during the Eras tour, she would give, if she would give, like, a Pride Month speech, because... Many of her, um, lots of her fans are part of the LGBT community. If she would give an, um, a Pride Month speech, it would be very superficial and subpar. And yet, like, what? You, in Miss County, you're literally talking about how you donate millions to Glad. No, it's a little... It's a little suspicious. It's a It's a little suspicious. Also, um my whole thing with Taylor Swift and like white feminism is that like white feminism is actually so damaging. Like it's it's actually so damaging cuz like as as, you know, as a black woman, if you try to talk to a white woman and be like, you know, like and, like, when you talk about, like, shared experiences like misogyny, um, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. But, like, intersectionality is a very complex thing. It is a very complex thing. Um, You face um, racism and misogyny on top of each other, and they are very hard to separate. I think it's very, a lot of white feminists, like, like you want to see, like, a, a white feminist, like, bend over and start crying? Like, tell them they're white. Like, literally, just tell them that. Like, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, like, you're white. You are a white person. Like, like, yes, you are a woman, and that is a very, that is key in your identity but you're also white. Like you're like you're probably not setting up your phone on the stand if you're getting pulled over, you feel me? Like you're white. And like you tell that to a white feminism, um to a white um to a white feminist and they're like and like they literally start sputtering. Like they start breaking down because like the way they approach feminism is they only approach feminism for women who look like them they're not willing they're not willing to listen to this episode where me who happens to be a woman but also happens to be black not white is talking about my opinions about white feminism and because you know I am confronting them and quote-unquote confronting them which um, can be seen as aggressive, because I'm a black woman, and honestly, I'm just weighing out my genuine thoughts, when I'm seen, um, talking to them about why I do not like this one person, and why I find things that are not, that, I, why I criticize things about this one person, not that I hate them, but there are just some things that kind of made me, ugh, and they're like, oh, so you're misogynistic. No, I'm not. Like I I am a I'm a proud feminist. I'm a very proud feminist and not liking this one white woman who's the epitome of white feminism does not take away from my feminism. Just because you and I experience different types of discrimination based on our gender does not make you more feminist than I am make me more feminist than you are it like that that doesn't change anything and I feel like that's how a lot of Swifties are like you say or I don't like I don't like Sarah Swift and they're like oh so you just oh so you just believe that oh she just dates her she dates her exes and writes songs about them and was, okay. Anybody who believes that in the year 2023 is insane. Like, you're, you're, you're genuinely insane. Like, I, if you believe that in the year 2023, you're, you're misogynistic, just hands down. Hands down. If you believe that Taylor Swift writes songs about her about her exes, you're misogynistic. Because Drake, oh my god, don't get me started. Like, basically the entire, the entire rap game writes songs about money, and riches, and girls, and everything, and their exes, and nobody be lobbying those type of criticisms to people like Drake and Future, like, and I think that's what the man was about, um, like, about, um, it was about, um, oh my gosh, my fart, um, the Man was about how many of the criticisms that Taylor Swift does face, especially by the media, um, are based in her gender. But I think The Man, like, yes, she's right in the fact that many of the criticisms she faces about gender, but The Man is also white feminism as a song. Because when I listen to The Man, it's like, okay, even if I was a man, I would still be black. Like, if I was a man, I would be a black man. Who are like the most likely to be incarcerated in the entire country? Like, who face more brutality than any other Democrat and demographic in the country? That's what I'm saying. And so, like, when Taylor Swift, like, with the man, when she's like, oh, my life would be so much easier if I was a man. I don't know about so much easier like me like yes my life would be easier because I would and wouldn't have to deal with the patriarchy but then like ra- racism so you know yeah yeah <laughs> you know like and that's the thing like I guess white women and black men go through oppression but like Imagine like the oppression that white women go through. Imagine that oppression. Like the oppression that black men go through. Imagine that oppression. Black women have to go through both of those at the exact same time. They syncretize together and are bestowed onto black women. And also um I want I also want to talk about um Swifties cuz I think the term Swiftie um, acknowledge the fact that you have a parasocial relationship with Taylor Swift. Because if you didn't, you would be a Taylor Swift fan. You would say that. Like, I I don't know. I don't like I, I'm a Drake fan. I am a um I don't I'm just trying to think of other people. Like, I don't know. I I, I don't like I'm a Metro Booming fan. I am a Scissor fan. Like, I... But, like, you could say that. You could say I'm a Taylor Swift fan. But to call yourself a Swiftie means that you are acknowledging that you have a parasocial relationship with Taylor Swift. And parasocial relationships are not a bad thing. Everybody has them. I would be a liar to say that I, myself, don't have multiple parasocial relationships with, um, famous people. And parasocial relationships are not bad but when you start like you have to have them in moderation because when you start so heavily investing into them that's when it becomes a problem and i think um a great example um of like how a lot of swifties not and it's not the majority of swifties but like there is a select group who like would sell Taylor Swift's like hair follicles on eBay. You feel me? Like they're just like that that down in the in the trenches. You feel me? like for example, like the people when Taylor Swift was performing um Marjorie and during the Majorie I don't Marjorie Majorie Majorie. Majorie. When she was performing um Majorie during the Aerosort and people were holding up pictures of her dead grandma in the stadium? Listen, I don't, I don't know how close you are to your grandparents. I, I don't know. But like, even if it's not your grandparents, like imagine this person that you love near and dear to your heart, whose death literally shocks you to your core and changes who you are as a person. Imagine you finally get over it. You're able to do your uh, life's job, which you are so happy about doing. And then... In the midst of doing your job, you are instantly reminded of the pain that you felt when that death occurred. Like, like, some Swifties, a lot of Swifties, not even going to say some. Like, a lot of Swifties need to realize that you do not know Taylor Swift. You do not know Taylor Swift. Like, you, oh my gosh, I, if that is, like, the one, like... That's literally what this whole episode could be, like me saying that one sentence over and over again. like you do not know this woman, you do not know Taylor Swift, and that's fine. that's absolutely fine. You do not know Taylor Swift. so what in what mind do you think that it is okay to to remind her of the pain of her own grandmother, like of her? This person that you don't know, you think is now okay to remind them of a very trauma a traumatic event for them. Like, like I like I'm I'm so confused. Like you don't know her. You don't know Taylor Swift. You didn't know um Majorie. Like you, it might seem as a tribute in your um it might seem as, as a tribute to Majorie in your head. But did you ever stop and think about how um how damaging that might be for you know Taylor herself the person you paid like i i don't know like hundreds of dollars to get the tickets to like like let's literally let's sit down and like think about this for like one second like does that does that make sense like gen- genuinely no like it doesn't make sense to me so that that doesn't make sense in my mind that doesn't make sense and um more recently, um I think who was it? I don't know. Was it Jank Was it Jack Antonoff? I don't know. I don't think it was him. I don't know. One of one of her friends was having like a practice, like wedding rehearsal dinner, and um and like it was at like this very private house, um and you know they were practicing everything. And Somehow word got out that she was there, um celebrating her friend's being in love and getting married and there was like a thousand people on the street in front of her house like like y'all 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 are weird y'all y'all are y'all are y'all are weird like let's let's find hobbies let's find let's find day jobs actually let's like like let's put this energy into something productive because what like like let her live in peace. Like if, huh? Like I'm so confused. Like okay, like I know as a as a celebrity you you do get less of a right to privacy. But you should not get no right to privacy. Like that's crazy. Like you can't even hang out with your friends anymore because people will literally start crowding around you. Like that that was crazy like i don't think i i, I actually genuinely don't think and th- like these are the same type of swifties these are the same type of people who will, who when you say you don't like Taylor Swift will be like did you watch miss americana bro did you watch miss americana and t- and and listen to her talk about how much she hates and when people um surround her and make her feel like an attraction like, have you ever, have you ever listened to Anti-Hero? Like, you cannot, you cannot be talking. Like, can't you, you, I, Anybody, you can't call yourself a Swifty. Like, like, after that, you can't call her a fan. Like, you can't be a fan of her. Like, respect, you can't respect her and do that. You can't be, you can't respect that. Like, that, that makes, what? Did, did you watch Miss America like, Yes, I did. Obviously, you need to rewatch it. Or, you know, go learn decent humancy somewhere. Decent humancy? Wow. Human decency. Go go learn that somewhere. Because obviously you haven't learned it for however long you've been alive. Like y'all are weird. Like sending sending people like death threats. Like based on which Taylor's version comes out. Like what? When it was read, it was Jake Gyllenhaal. And then um like and then when it was speak now it was John Mayer um like y'all are weird y'all are weird especially Jake hall John Mayer I can understand I can kind of, I can understand um like why some Adam Taylor Swift fans hate him but like and like I'm not saying like but that's what I'm saying you don't know her you don't understand you don't know how her and Jake's rel- relationship went down. You were not the fly on the wall listening to their relationship. You were like, you don't know the conversations they had. And she can tell you as much as she wants to, but at the end of the day, you do not know the exact details of what went on. And so now, to only listen to Taylor and Taylor's side of the story, which is very minimal in facts in the first place, and now to send literal death threats to this person about a relationship they had a decade ago yeah y'all need help like like you need like i i don't know what else to say because that's that's not that's not normal human behavior that that's not that that's not it's it's it it gives loser dare i say it it gives loser it really does like let's 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 do better um it's it, that's weird that that is so like huh like how would you feel how would you feel if like you were like okay jay and jillan hall isn't like married or something but how would you feel like imagine like you have an ex and you guys broke up and maybe you guys broke up mutually Maybe you guys broke up mutually. Um, and flash forward like ten years, like you have a family, you're going steady with a partner and everything. You have maybe you even had kids. And now all of a sudden you and your family are being sent death threats because your ex has blown up in the public and has said not so positive things about you. Like I I how how would you feel? Like that's that's an oh I'm gonna leave that open like how would you feel how would you feel Taylor Swift is definitely one of the biggest um celebrities of our current society I think as a businesswoman she is um very smart even though she she is ripping you guys off with that merchandise I can't even lie I can't even lie I be looking on the website sometimes like $20 Twenty dollars for not even good looking socks? Like her, like you know that joke about like people talking about like Taylor Swift needing to like fire her like merch team? She really does. Like that that's atrocious. That is absolutely like the folklore cardigan, I think that thing's like I don't know how much it is, like eighty, one hundred, one twenty, but I will I will knit that myself. I I will go to Joanne's and buy um and, and buy the needles and the yarn. I'll knit that myself. But $80 for a cardigan? Find, find somebody else. You, you you would have to find somebody else. But um, yes, Taylor Swift is one of the biggest um, superstars that we have now. I think as a businesswoman, she is very smart. Um, she's smart as a capitalistic billionaire but i think it's very important to realize that many of her um like a lot of her fame came from what i said before of her letting first off conservatives believe that she was conservative and instead of like you're not confronting it because she didn't want to lose her fan base, and like um a lot of her fame her especially the early fame came from that but also a lot of it comes um, from the way that she profits off the parasocial relationship, like, I don't know if you remember, I forgot, I forgot when this, I think it was around, like, no, it could not have been around, like, folklore time, because, like, she wouldn't be inviting people to her house, but, like, Taylor Swift, like, during some albums, she would, like, invite people to her houses to, like, bake cookies with them, and, like, they would listen to the album before anyone else. Did. And, like, these were, like, Swifties. Like, these were, like, her fans. Like, could you imagine? Like, like, Taylor Swift has perfected, dare I say, the parasocial relationship. Like, a lot of parasocial relationships, the reason they keep surviving and they're so strong is because the fan usually thinks that they will eventually have the chance to, you know, meet the person and, and like, become friends with them. And, like, 99% of the time, that's not how it goes. But Taylor Swift actually had that happen. She had random Swifties come to her house and bake cookies with her and talk with her like they were besties. And that doing that with, like, a small collection of people literally implanted the seed into other people's minds. Like, oh, my gosh, look at them. If Taylor um, can literally become besties with random fans of hers, then I should just keep standing her and you know ignoring any bad thing she does because then maybe she'll finally select me and I can go to her house and we can bake macadamia cookies like she she's perfected it per se, and she's so she's so smart in the way um that she manages her business, but I think it's also important to um, to understand that her business is built off just I would say impassioned because that's how I feel about her things and like about her stances of homophobia um like against homophobia and against racism it's just they're very impassioned like they're not they don't seem genuine at least to me and you know they just they don't seem genuine Um, like she just uses it whenever she feels like it will be the most advantageous to her. And, you know, she's, she's making a lot of money, but that's, that's still not the right thing. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts on Taylor Swift. I, I know it might seem like I'm bashing her, but I'm not, I'm not bashing her. Like, I'm just saying a few things I like, um, I, I like about her and a few things I don't like about her. And I will probably be listening to Lover after this episode. So, like, I don't hate her. I just... You can... You... I think Tara Swift is... I, I think in my Parasocial Relationship episode, I said, it depends on the situation if you can... Um, if you can differentiate the artist from the art. I think... And I said, depends. it Because it really does. Because... Um, for some people, it's like their art is so fundamentally tied into them that it's like you can't do it. But I think for Taylor Swift, you can't. Like, I'll I'll still listen. I'll listen to her albums like at any time, but like I can separate that from Taylor Swift the person. Like, I I like that's a very easy thing to do like in this situation yeah it depends but in this situation yeah it it differs from situation to situation so in the case of this one you it's possible you can separate artists from art um so yeah those are my thoughts on Taylor Swift um um and that's this week's episode um i hope you enjoy um if you have any other you know podcast episodes for me to talk about or like like people to talk about um or just topics in general to talk about. Um, let me know. Um, I think there's like a question thing below this episode on Spotify. So I don't know. Like shoot me up and just tell me if there's like any topics and shows, any movies that you want me to talk about because like I I would love I would love new things to talk about. And then also like just like any like show recommendations or something, like movies or artists or whatnot, like I would I, I love talking that's why I have a podcast and I would just love to talk about other things um that might interest you and might also just interest me um so yeah thank you so much for listening um hope you have a good day and um see you next episode